0: everybody welcome once again to another episode of the table table podcast i am nick Han, joined by my brother drew hello and miggy's back i'm back I guess know. who's back miggy's, back. Back, miggy's again. back how did everything work out with your son the other day because that's why you couldn't be here right good, yeah, just, good. Know, routine, just uh, stats, yeah just you know routine just talk about your personal stuff yeah just tell everybody <laughs> all your personal business right here on the podcast <laughs> that's right here. we're family here yeah. at this right. table Hey, t- Taylor did a good job though. I,
1: I heard there's like a petition to get him like get me permanently replaced. <laughs> yeah. Like, killed it. Yeah. You know, he, brought, he did a good job. He brought a freshness to it. He you did. Know? He was
0: like letting us know all the the trending things, the new things. Mm-hmm. What do you call it when something's like new and hip? The wave. It's the, the, it's a new wave. It's the wave. That's the thing about you and your crew. You guys are always trying to come up with new cool things. We Don't always. you think like you cross a line though when you're like just like trying to be cool? No, 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 no. That's no. Like, like a that's. You can
1: always tell when someone's trying to be cool, like he talked about. But we're just naturally trendsetters, so it just kind of works out, you know. <laughs> people like that, man.
0: That's like a pet. What pet, that's like a pet uh, peeve of mine is people who try to be like too cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Pet peeves. What's like, one of your pet peeves? Well, similarly, like when people, someone who's good at like music or something mm. like that, and then they act like they know they're good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, like, I don't know. There's something like about that. It's just it's like just it's arrogant. Yeah. I have another pet peeve when people add
0: s's where they don't belong. Like mm. when they're like, instead of saying that's mine, they would say that's mine's. Yeah. Oh, yeah s's yeah. To, like things at places. That don't like, Happy New Years. <laughs> Happy New Years. <laughs> oh, that's mine's. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we so luckies. I heard somebody say that one no. time, dude. Like Dude. a grown adult. Yes. Oh no. We were like on a. Tu- I was on a tour. It was like a vacation or something. And this girl's. Like, oh my God. Are we so luckies. <laughs> oh <my> luckies. <laughs> Stop that. Other pet peeves. Um. Top my do You know what is one of my like really? It's like a personal pet peeve that I can't stand. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Oh. You were- know that. <laughs> you, knows you know that. Is it? What? Okay. What? You- know. <laughs> what? Yeah, right, it's too risky. Good. It's um, too risky. risky. Mine is. Okay, you know like after you take a shower, and then you turn oh. the shower off, and then you forget a towel, but you're standing in the oh, shower, and no water's gosh. on? Yeah. That makes my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I think- That makes my skin <laughs> <Really>? crawl. Bro. <laughs> that happened to me this I
0: just, day. I get so much anxiety in <laughs> my- Comment? Like, like if the sh- if I'm in the shower, yeah. w- no clothes, and no water's on, mm-hmm. and
2: that's, that's and it. That sets you off. Yeah. A good one is when, when you're like just being normal, mm-hmm. and just- Enjoying your dance. One's like, smile. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude, hey... <laughs> You happy? Uh, Tell your face. Yeah, those kind of guys.
1: No, for me, it's when you're wearing headphones and it gets caught in like a door <laughs> little hook. Oh, Humble I get so uh, mad. Uh, so it's the most mad. humbling
2: thing ever. Like you, you feel like uh, such a like. A you dork. know what is
0: also growing on me that I really get annoyed by is people with their Apple ear their buds. Yeah, that's oh, the, the wireless. Right just
1: looking at them makes me <laughs> the wireless. Yeah, it's because yeah. it's because they're trying to flex. It's it's it, what it is. I'd
0: rather them wear like Beats, just like full on over their head <laughs> than wearing the the. Buds. It's like, dude, just stop. Like, yeah. it's not your. It not, just looks. Fine. When
1: they take calls
0: and they're like, "Oh yeah, one yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on." Yeah, I'm on the phone. People are like that, though. Pet peeves, man. What is it about that? It just gets uh, under gets under my skin. I don't like it. Another one is like, um, I guess it's not really a pet peeve, but like, I think it's funny when people have accents from places, but they're not like really from those places. Like, have you ever known those kind of people? Like, people who try to talk like. uh Talk, like, anyway, like, I've, I've been around people like this, like, try to force an accent or, or fake an mm. accent. It's also weird, like, um, when you get older, how, like, you
2: ever notice that, like, older people tend to get, like, a country accent? I, well, I think, isn't that just how, wasn't there just a natural draw? like to their talk but it's like when you get older oh sweetie <laughs> but you like, don't think like they talked like that when they were younger <laughs> oh no they don't for a fact like just no, no, no. go no.
1: more into the stereotype of their thing because that well, that's it they just they get more into like an old person my dad more into his hispanic side you know, yeah, the that's
2: older you get just you lean into it more
1: you lean into <laughs> it hey here's <laughs>
2: another one the accents <laughs> hold on I'm skip past that Okay, don't call me on that uh, people with prayer accents, like when they switch it. Up, oh like, my hey, God! We, can we pray for dinner. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And they switch up
0: like. And, and yeah. Oh my God! I, there was this one that I used to know. She would do that. She and she would almost get like a th- southern draw, like when she started to pray, like "Dear Lord, <laughs> just, oh heaven, <laughs> heavenly Father." Like some people just get they get like, or even like they'll get European with it. Oh, oh gosh. gosh! Like where does that come from? Just oh. talk normal, people. Just talk normal. <laughs> if you want to have an accent, talk an accent. My grandparents like that though. Mm-hmm. like remember grandpa uh, my grandpa was like that like they were it was always weird to me because they were from Santa Cruz but they had like southern accents
2: <laughs> I just think that's how they talked. Like, <laughs> like, that's so funny
0: but I just think that's how they talked right
2: yeah yeah but like, why, where, where would you learn that you know what I'm saying like that's the way that they talk yeah. where would you learn hey Drew how are you doing but okay like grandma's name is Josephine like can you say like, Josephine get out the water <laughs> you can't like, say yeah if you have Josephine you almost have to I just have, feel like it's the time you have, to have like, yeah.
0: In,
1: yeah yeah
2: but it is man. maybe i don't know what's your favorite <laughs> accent hmm. i'm not an accent fan man you're not no like like what like when <laughs> like you that like do it for you hey, or what? it oh, sounds just, so rude what, i'm not an accent <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not accent. like now when someone's like oh i could hear you read anything like yeah. I, I mean i appreciate it but like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean what, what, do, you, what do you have like uh, you know how
0: uh, your uh, iPhone like the directions in the uh, Apple Maps or Google Maps uh-huh. you can set it to like an accent uh, what is yeah, yours yeah. So just just like, oh mine's European for sure it is yeah, really like, I, I love it it's just like there are some accents to me that are like sexy accents uh-huh. and then some that are just like don't talk oh yeah that's yeah. for sure please don't talk yeah what's your least favorite accent
2: mm, I <laughs> you don't yeah. say no, I, know. <laughs> I just don't want to say
0: there's some that are good and some that are bad. But uh, today on the podcast, we have special guest Pierre Duplessis, right. And he has an accent, him and his wife, beautiful wife, Marlies, And uh, in fact, the first time that I met uh, Marlise, I'd already met Pierre. And uh, I was at a conference or something, and she comes up behind me and like, taps me on the shoulder. She's like, I believe you know my husband, Pierre Duplicy. And I was like, whoa, can we hug? Because your accent is awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. They have that kind of accent, though, where like anything that they say... Um, man, they can say something mean to your face and it's just like, yes, yeah, so nice. I'll take it because it yeah. sounds, so, sounds so nice. But not every accent is like that, huh? No, Some accents not. are, are not, as, uh, as not as inviting and, and welcoming. You were t- always tell me that one story about your dad.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the crazy part about it is like my dad's been here for years. Like, <laughs> what is that? Years. Like he's been here for a what minute, a cool What do you minute. mean he's been here? Your dad's not an immigrant? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> your dad's he an was, immigrant? B- yeah, he was born in Mexico. Okay. He's now I didn't a know citizen. That. So, don't okay. Be... So,
0: you're, you're literally, he's been here for years. Yes, yeah. literally okay. been here for okay. years. Okay.
1: And still, like, I have trouble understanding him sometimes. Like, like what? Like, there was one time he was asking uh, for claritin, you know, clear up, yeah. clear up the sinuses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, he screams downstairs and he says, Miguel, bring up the Claritin. And I just <laughs> lost it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I feel oh, bad. There go. Oh, Oh, my God.
0: That is too, too good. I do want to say before we get into today's podcast, man, if you've been uh, enjoying the episodes that we put out so far, please do us a favor. Continue to tell your friends. We've been seeing uh, you know, people post things on social media and things like that. Uh, but subscribe uh, not only to Apple Podcasts and, and everything like that, but to YouTube is yep. really important too. So if people, yeah. I know YouTube has been a little bit harder for people to find, but if they search, what?
1: Yeah, uh, you can just search the Table Podcast uh, with Nick Hand and it'll pop up. Um, it's best to subscribe and turn on notifications stuff like that so when new episodes pop up you're first one
0: to know yep if it's hard to hard uh, for you to do that you can also check out my Instagram at Nick hand and then click on the link and you can click and just click on YouTube yep. um, there but continue to tell your friends uh, subscribe and review okay. and all that kind of stuff really helps uh, as we're kind of kind of building the building our way here um, yeah. today's gonna be a lot of fun Pierre Marlies uh, some of the most incredible incredible people on the planet you can know them for 20 minutes and feel like you've known them for 20 years. Um, they're incredible at pulling potential out of people. I think that that's what I'd say. They're, they're pastors, obviously, in Rochester, New York, um, the father's uh, the father's house there. Um, but they just have this way, and I see them do this with everybody they come in contact with, um, pulling potential out of people and helping them really become the people um, that I believe that they're put on this earth to be. So you'll hear that in their conversation. They're hilarious, especially together. And you're going to enjoy it. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Pierre and Marlise, do please. First the barricade, now the table. The table. The table. You guys can move, and you feel free to move decision.
3: And the living is easy.
0: Huh.
3: Fish are jumping. And the cotton is sing it, girl. High. I'm singing sing it, with girl. the bass singer. Yeah. <laughs> with you guys. Your daddy's is rich. All right. And your mom That's making good the podcast, lucky. just so you know. Oh, it's gonna, no! we're gonna start. Well, sure not. We're gonna
0: start with that right off. Yeah. Trying
3: to brag by the That's hand why I singers. Her. <laughs> Oh, gosh. No, please. oh man.
0: Thanks for coming in today. So good to Being be here. here. Excited. Um, um, you guys are from South Africa originally. Yes, yes we are. Both? Both of us. How did you guys meet there?
3: Oh, my goodness. Um, long she story. Sang.
0: She sang just like that, mm-hmm. and it was a done deal.
3: That's what he says. He <laughs> fell in love with me. We were in the same elementary school. We never knew each other. And I was a little awkward in third grade. So I think he probably turned the other way when he saw me. You guys have known each
0: other since that long? We did not know each other, oh. but
3: we saw in photographs going back. Okay. But Pierre always had a heart and a passion for people. And so there was this very, very broken down little building next to the railroad station and on a Friday night I would go sing there and Pierre would go and just sit and chat to all these really weird people. Um, many of them I was quite afraid of, um, but I learned to love them with time. They were very weird. Nick. Really, uh, and, uh, and that's where we met. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. And the rest is history. The
3: rest is history.
0: When you guys came over to the States, what, is, what do you see as the biggest um, differences in culture? from south africa to here
3: would you know the funny thing is and i'm sorry i'm answering again but it's uh coming from third world to first world i um i think uh i'm american now Mm -hmm. in america american since 2010 Mm -hmm. so i speak as a citizen Pierre always says he can make a citizen the rest (laughs) and bail you out (laughs) yeah but for me uh There's a lot of, the the entire country of South Africa is smaller than the state of Texas. There's 11 official languages. Every language represents a different culture. And so what you find in small square foot is a lot of people with different thoughts about life and religion and how they celebrate and how they process grief and... uh, Mm. That, was th- that, that to me was very insightful. When you come to America, it feels more like large space and people have the same basic foundation. Whereas mm-hmm. there, you know, we would live next to people who did life extremely differently to us and spoke a different language. Mm-hmm. Um, so third world to first world. Um, I loved the diversity of South Africa yeah. uh, and the messiness.
0: Has there been a learning curve for you guys coming here, as far as adapting are there are there things that make you scratch your head, thinking crazy Americans
4: yeah, you know the I think the first thing that we noticed that there were no fences, and it bothered you because we come out of a country where every house is defined by fences and hmm. a lot of protection and big dogs for really? safety um but there are many words that didn't line up the same, so you guys call it a traffic light, we call it a robot. So, really? when, so when you preach and you use the the uh-huh. word and, and people become <laughs> perplexed, you've got to trace back and realize yeah. we use- You call it a robot and they're like, what are you it, talking yeah, about? And, they go like, yeah, and I Lust stopped at traffic. the robot, they go like, you have those yeah. there? And I think the perception of um, America, um, of South Africa until you've been there is that it's um, very jungle still. Yeah. Uh, not understanding it's new york city it's atlanta mm. most parts of it's big beautiful um i think for me the, the there was a part of the american culture not understanding it um the freedom of speech yeah. is a good thing but in the midst of it ignorance can be very loud mm. um yet m- in the midst of being loud, you think the louder I am, the more I establish that I'm right. Right, right. Um, so that was a different setting for us. Is but it not
0: like that in, in South Africa?
4: I think there is a different kind of way that it manifests. Okay. And I want to be very careful that I don't define the country I come from because, yeah. again, I'm in it and have perspective on it. I think every culture has a defiance and a and a. Um, a uh uh, uh, Tolerating? uh it is a is a blind spot uh-huh. um we don't see it until we are in it or away from it um yet another thing that is very fascinating about south africa they because of uh, the culture and especially all the different uh, nationalities and tribe it's very spiritual so um everything has a spiritual origin and reason so if something doesn't work out they always go find the supernatural reason why mm. something is like that wow and being away from that doesn't diminish uh, the spirituality of things but going back and especially watching christian tv in south africa you you see that the the distinct difference in perspective on the supernatural involvement in everything. Mm. That was quite interesting for me. Is that. there
0: more of a, just like everybody believes in the supernatural there? Is it more of that, or it seems at least culturally?
4: I think that there is a, especially in Africa period, there is a growing up with a sense of a spiritual world. Mm. So witchcraft and, and witch doctors yeah um the sense that they have folklore where a lot of people sleep uh, their beds are very high because they believe that there is a a spirit being that is short that visit at night really it's and
3: called
4: that, a tocolosi yeah. really Tokoloshi. that will come hurt you <laughs> so um you would go in someone's home and their bed is so high you can't get on it and you go like you still believe in really? that? Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so those kind of things yeah. that is just there, but uh, it manifests in, in, in all kinds of cultures. So, if if uh, a home. Is that the, what that the? Is that the? the Look I, at
0: I've that. never that's seen so that's that's exactly. <laughs> my
4: goodness, you've And it's are short. Amazing. He's short,
0: so he is short. <laughs> yeah, so as long as your bed's taller very than him, yes, high. I wouldn't want him getting my
4: bed Look either. <laughs> so so oh that is God. that's crazy. But but the strange thing is that sometimes taking responsibility for the way I raise my kids huh. is now pointed away to. um S- supernatural occurrence that swayed my children rather than they going through a life journey that is natural mm-hmm. to growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So it's just...
0: Is, is there more, is it
4: superstition
0: or is there like actual spiritual manifestation that's evident? Like, or, or, Because I mean, is far, as far as there, is that more...
3: I think both. Really? Yeah, I think both. I think some of the superstitions come just through the generations Right. where you just believe what your grandma told you, what your grandma told you, which I think exists in every society but i do believe in some of the things that i witnessed firsthand so like what okay really? story time are release. you gonna are you serious yes ask? i'm
0: serious i think it's perspective because i mean okay. there's i think in american society there's a lot of people that are just shut off to spirituality period because yeah. they don't even think that the spirit world exists, exists. so i think yeah. that's an interesting paradox in some ways to look at another country that that's almost the norm and people can say, I've had experiences. I mean, you you were talking about that I a little can. earlier. The experience it's side is hard to take away from somebody when they tell you, well, pause, let me tell true. you what I've experienced.
3: That's true. Well, now I can say that same place where I met Pierre, this strange little odd place wow. on a Friday night where I would sing and he would sit with people. Those were the strange people. Those were the people who um, were into the occult. And Pierre was very drawn to them just because they um, – they, they had such a hunger and mm-hmm. a reach for something, something spiritually. But, you know, they they were reaching for all kinds of things. And so these were the people I would go in, sing, and try and get away. But Pierre would sit with them until midnight, like he said, at, outside and um, just have conversation with them. And so it, it ended – this is a true story. Are you mm-hmm. sure you want yes, to hear it? Yes, 100%. So Pierre, um, we were just newlyweds, and uh, he – he made it his uh, his job to uh, spend a lot of time with these, these uh, young kids who were trying to get out of the occult because at some point uh, they were being tormented and there was all kinds of threats on their lives. Yeah. And so our very first house is, now get this, young married couple, yeah. 21. Our first home became this refuge for kids on, in the occult. And so wow. it wasn't foreign for us to have um, at any given time a witch. In our home, and
0: you were taking them in
3: we were taking them in because Pierre, of course maverick yeah. um, he wanted to uh, he wanted to save and rescue wow. the world back then that 's tongue in cheek but yeah, yeah. Uh, we just wanted to be a safe place for them, but I did realize through those um, years. That I I would witness things that really scared me, like young girls with incredible strength. Really, um, that I would look at, and I remember the one kind of walked, reached up to Pierre. She had not slept in three days. So, is that human? Yeah, Do you think well, it's human not to sleep in three days? I think that I don't know. I don't think it's human. And she would not sleep, and Pierre would, you know, he he needed to take a nap. And so I would sit and watch her. We take um, we would take turns. And the one night she kind of got just, it was that time of night, that activity in the, in the spirit uh, becomes very active. You could sense yeah. it. And she lifted Pierre. I mean, I'm talking about like a little five foot something girl. She lifted Pierre up against the wall. And I took a candelabra on our fireplace yeah. and went to hit her over oh, the what? head. Yeah. This is like a movie. A Yo, story. I love it. <laughs> Keep going. Said, stop. Pray, And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not going to pray. How oh, is the candelabra? Yeah. Um, so d- wait,
0: did you hit her with the candelabra? No, I didn't. And you're pinned up against the wall? Yeah, pinned yes. up against the
3: wall. This is a true story. We have yeah, witnesses. Yeah. But, you know, just a long story. She looked at me that night and she said, mm, there's something about you. And mm. uh, I said, like, what is it that you're seeing? You kind? People say I'm kind. She said, mm, I think you were a child really nick that was weird because we didn't know you're pregnant
0: and i was wow
3: what is it you know i don't know
0: it shows the i guess the reality the spirit realm right yeah awareness it's interesting to me that that is so um why do you think that that's so i've heard before like um there's not as many people in america they don't have to turn to spirituality as much because people have money or medicine or things like that what I've heard about people in third world countries, there's a lot more desperation yeah. because they don't have those things. Do you subscribe to that line mm. of thought or what do you, th- what do you think it is? Why, why is there more? Do you think there's more of that there than there is here? I
4: don't. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I often ask the question, though, uh, Nick, because um, there is a lot of exorcism that is common. There? there Uh Um, but exorcism here would be seen as a cult yeah right yet the catholic church right now is training more priests than ever before Hmm. to handle exorcism Hmm. because they realize people are demonized now Hmm. uh, if we look at the catholic church you would not think that they are early to the take to realize that there's a spiritual supernatural problem with people and we would want to counsel people out of their problem. Yeah. So I think that the tension that we are seeing is a heart tension um, that I don't know the simple answer for, but yet um, I know that there is a, a spiritual world that is active. Um, so p- part of um, a, a situation that I had to deal with recently is um, my son was um, going, well he's actually still in school, and they wanted to visit all kinds of uh, temples and places mm-hmm. that i felt um the best way i can describe it uh, and i know it may sound offensive but to me a place that that does not worship jesus um, um scripture calls anything else that plays take the place of christ's idolatry uh-huh. any place that has a place of idolatry to me has spiritual activity um, like a place where Jesus' worship has got spiritual activity. Right. So I had a, a, a conversation with one of the the professors at, at, at the school where he was at, and he took an offense that I had a problem with that. And um, I, I explained to him why I have a problem with the spiritual activity, and he said, Oh, you're from Africa. Now mm. I understand. And I go like, I don't under, know what that means, because... Does that mean that we are illiterate? Um, and I asked the question, have you ever seen um, an exorcism? Have you ever seen spiritual activity in front of you? Um, and he like, no. I go, like, well, until you've seen the manifestation of the reality of a spiritual world, yeah. it's hard to believe that it's more than just goosebumps or a bad dream. Right. It's a reality, like Ephesians says. But yet, I think that there is an entrapment that you are so intertwined in the wrestle of that that there's not a freedom in life, mm. because Jesus came to give us liberty and freedom in the midst of it, but it doesn't cancel out the reality right. of being sensitive to those things. I hope were it makes were sense. you having
0: trouble with him going places that then there was spiritual activity? Is what you're saying, right?
4: Yeah, you know, I think the tough thing is um, because we cannot uh, see it, and we cannot make rules for it. Yeah, I don't want to be exposed, or as far as I can help, discourage anyone from being exposed to an environment where all of a sudden now their life is burdened and heaviness, and they can't sleep at night. Yeah. And, and we can quickly treat it with natural things, but it's, it's a result of spiritual things. Yeah.
0: How do you then draw the line between, you know, you talk about being around that, not wanting your son to be around that in some ways, but at the same time, Marlies tells a story about you taking these people <laughs> into your home. Exactly. How do you draw a separation between that that's dialogue? Probably
3: di- that's probably a difference between being in it and then being a father. I think your mind changes. Yeah. I, think, I mean, well, yeah, because what's the, what is what's the, the, what's the danger? Is it you the know?
0: protective side of you? I, or do you feel hmm. do you, or do you have different views on it now than you did then?
4: Do you know that the I think here is the thing that you don't know until you don't know what it is to ride a bull until you get it on its back, right? Uh, yeah. So whenever a and again, um I believe one of the the well, the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the sermon of spirits and the working of power. And um, Jesus says, These signs shall follow them that believe in my name, you'll cast out demons. Uh, one of the things that Jesus did the most was not healing, but casting out demons. Yeah. Um, and yet, when you involve involved in that kind of activity, around you there is um, an activity. So there is a constant, um, uh, how can I say this best? It's when you push at a beehive. Mm-hmm. If you're wise, you'll get to the honey, but you'll have the bees. Yeah. And sometimes if you're not wise, you'll push at the hive and not understanding, the bees will follow for months. Wow, and yeah, that makes sense. If, and I think when we were young, so gutsy and passionate, wanna help everybody, you know? <laughs> yeah. And not understanding um, wisdom in not every need is there for you to involve yourself Rather ask God, is this what you want me to do? Because that will come the grace and the wisdom to do it right. Yeah. Does that make any sense? It does. yeah.
0: It makes sense. I think about, I mean, I, not, I don't want to name names, but there's certain people especially that are big on the um, demonic possession thing and to the point where everything has a demon Mm. you know and they i mean whether it be a school to teach you how to cast out demons and ask the devil to come out for a cookie and you know (laughs) like that kind of stuff at what point are you meddling at what point is it you know what i mean
3: i think for me what you just said so describes like maybe like two decades ago for me was like such a far departure from that way of thinking yeah um, especially coming from South Africa to America, to me, I don't know somehow uh, being in being in this environment, being in first world, to me, there was there was something just so comforting about maybe being being able to focus more on on the soul, mm-hmm. for, or for whatever reason you want to say, like the psyche of person, like understanding mm-hmm. how we made up. So I I think for me there was a season where I so wanted to depart from that, seeing a demon behind every door. Yeah. But what I have kept very close to me through all the years is the other th- things that I did see and I did feel and I think understanding that um, you can't get away from the fact that you wrestle we wrestle against not flesh and blood there is just something um, to be said about evil you know yeah yeah
4: yeah Nick I think I think an attentive spirit um, because the Holy Spirit is there to give us an understanding of spiritual things because um not everything needs to be cast out, but the anointing breaks the yoke. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, and again, sometimes there is a journey in our life where T- our- hey,
0: pause real quick. Hmm. For somebody listening that doesn't know what you're talking about, when you say the anointing breaks the hmm. yoke, um, you know, somebody who is maybe new to that line of thought, what
4: are you what are you saying? So so Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven that comes near. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is when the influence of God breaks through in the brokenness of our world. Hmm. Our world is broken, A sin broke it. Yeah. But Jesus said and taught his disciples to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. In other words, where, wherever uh, Jesus came, um, and I loved when he, was, when he was baptized, Bible says he lifted his, uh, his eyes towards heaven and prayed, and then the heavens opened. I believe when we pray, the heavens open, and God's authority Um, gets manifested, administered over the brokenness of the earth. Hmm. And when that happens, it sets things or realigns things in a perspective of restoration and the way that God wants to restore things. God is restorative God. And I believe the Holy Spirit's work is to bring the kingdom of God, the restorative work of God to our lives. It looks different. Yeah. But yet he is active in um, bringing hope and healing and grace um, to our journeys. In your guys'
0: perspective, even in your experience, I think this is a really interesting conversation because a lot of people don't even know what they think about this, you know. Um, In your experience, whether it be in South Africa or here, when it comes to people being possessed by spirits, do you think that, or what is
4: your kind of take on that? Do people know when they're possessed by a spirit? Yeah, you know, I think this is a field that is is so wide and so challenged. I remember one of the first books, I'm sure you guys have read it too, Pigs in the Parlor. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first book where everything was uh, pointed to uh, a, a spiritual a demonic influence. Uh, for me, it is only by the spirit that we can discern spirit. Mm-hmm. So I would hate to make a judgment call on anything, um, but trust the Holy Spirit to reveal that mm-hmm. um, rather than to walk with a prejudgment If it's this, if it's that, then it's that. Right. Um, so I think it is a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And again, it's a gift yeah. um, that God gives uh, for people in the body. He says because the gifts are there to build up the body right. of Christ. So I want to be very careful how I answer that. No, I know. This that. is not
0: conversation you have every day, right? <laughs> no. You have to kinda,
3: I don't think anybody's ever asked us that.
0: I don't know that I've ever asked anybody no, that. This what, too- how does someone, How? okay, this is. A, <laughs> we'll move on after this, but how does someone, if if the spirit world is real and yet you know, you guys say that you do subscribe to the line of thought, that you, someone can have some sort of possession, obviously in scripture it talks about it and you talk about even the Catholic Church really amping up because there's a lot more of that. How does that happen? How does someone become possessed by a spirit? Or how does this, I mean, we know like obviously as people of the Christian faith, we invite the spirit of God into our life. Can you just get randomly possessed by a devil? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting Pierre Duplessis in a very uncomfortable is, position I'm right just now, just so
3: you the, know.
4: Tuna. He doesn't. He doesn't like having these vulnerable conversations. I
3: think he likes
4: this Yeah, I'm. I'm holding my horses because don't hold. Yeah, them. I'm holding my horses because I have very strong opinion on okay. this. Yet I hold it with gentle hands. Okay, because Jesus talks about a, 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 a house. Where Our lives are like a house. Mm-hmm. He says, and if and if someone comes in and binds the owner of the house, you need someone stronger to come in to chase the one who bound the owner Mm -hmm. to release the owner from the house. Then Jesus says this, if a demonic spirit leaves a person, Mm -hmm. he goes to waterless places in seeking of a new house. In other words, what scripture tells us, that spirits actually needs bodies to to live in, to yeah. be hosts of. He says, and then when he can't find, he comes back to the house that's now being cleaned. And if that house is open, now the word open, is, the question is, how do I know I'm not open? Yeah. right? And then brings seven spirits worse than him into that house. Mm-hmm. So within that, we understand a whole bunch of spiritual principles that scares us if we do not understand where the spirit of the Lord lives um, there is liberty and freedom, and I, I don't think you accidentally just get right. vexed or perplexed or tormented, um, and I don't want anybody to live in the fear of I just walk past the shop in the mall and I now I'm an angry right. person, but the reality of it is that we don't always know how, how do they say this measuring darkness doesn't bring light. Mm. And sometimes we want to know how rather than just how can God set us free. Yeah. It's but, almost a distraction in some ways, I right? I think so, Nick. I think people will make a theology out of how you get possessed. I would rather have a belief in how we can be free. Right. Even, I mean,
0: I think even the whole conversation, I think it's interesting and fascinating to talk about, but I do think there, it seems that people that get into too much of that they become so distracted in their lives mm. and they're you know whether you're saying like there's a devil behind every corner or rock or whatever instead of living your life you you're paralyzed yeah. by your beliefs as it pertains to your life you yeah. know
3: it's like what you don't do instead of what you do yeah, yeah yeah
0: you talk about this you talked about a little bit how you started changing your focus from that and talking more about the soul and things yeah. like that you mentioned that
3: i think i think for me um we can, we can overlook the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think-
0: And when uh, you talk about soul, what are you talking about? I'm
3: talking about your, your, um, your, your heart, your, uh, I mean, your spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the to, real you. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, the real you. Yeah. Uh, I think we can often hide. We can hide in, um, we can hide behind uh, spirituality, but have a really empty soul. Mm. What do you
0: mean by that? Hide behind spirituality?
3: Well, it's 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 hard to say because I you know I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to ever I don't want to sound like I'm labeling. I'm to, I'm actually referring to my own life. I think in seasons where I haven't wanted to do the hard work of uh, looking in self in, inside myself and understanding why um, you know why I struggled with um, anxiety or unforgiveness or things that was just polluting my soul. Um, it felt easier to just mm. kind of grab a scripture and become really good. And I'm not saying scripture isn't powerful. No, it's good. But I, I do believe God created us with all those things. He even says, you know, love love me with, with, your, with your soul, your heart, your mind, and all your strength. And I think it's an important part of understanding the soul, that your soul will prosper. It's
0: funny because I, I've been talking with people a lot about that topic, it seems like, lately, about just... Human nature, I think there's some sort of tendency that we, without even realizing it, can live with an escapist mentality, trying Mm. to not deal with what we're going through, but to avoid it, to escape. And we, we obviously know like the main vices of alcoholism or drug abuse and things like that. Um, whether it be social media or gossip, but I was I was talking with somebody the other day about the whole idea of how people throw themselves into religion oftentimes, yeah. not because they really believe in God, but because God offers them an escape from their problems. Okay. Um, and I think that's a, a really interesting conversation because it all is still, would you say, in this great avoidance of what, your real self, your real health? I, I mean, I don't...
3: It's interesting when you say the word avoidance because i think uh i love what you said you can even hide inside your spirituality yeah um avoidance has almost allowed us to believe that um that loving god having him love us and walk out this journey is free of really suffering like we've mm-hmm. never subscribed to the suffering of of life of being human of living in a broken Brokenness in a world that is broken, and a body that is often, um, you know, not not fully working. And I think we um, we don't want to believe that this beautiful, wonderful God, who is so creative and amazing and passionate, and who adores us and loves us, is the same God who will allow us to walk in um, in completeness. And yet, I fully believe that as part of being human, is mm-hmm. is a soul that is needing restoring, refreshing. Um, understanding
0: how do you how do you guys practice that how do you advise people to do that taking care of the mm-hmm. real I, I mean I guess the conversation is we you know at some point in this world you have to come to terms with the fact that money's not going to satisfy you yeah. relationships aren't going to ultimately fulfill you you're always going to have the itch that you can't scratch bringing people to the baseline conversation that you're only as healthy as the real you is healthy yeah. how how do you keep the real you Healthy. I've heard you, Pierre, talk about this idea even of um, manage. I think you say something like managing pain is not the same as dealing with the wound. Yeah. And you carry these things in your soul. Yeah. It's, it's all pertaining to that idea of a healthy you. How do you, what are some of your thoughts yeah. maybe on that? Yeah,
4: you know, Nick, Um, the, the, there are some statements that are are made which... Um, is true but in context can be um, very limiting so um, you would say everything is spiritual Mm -hmm. and when you say everything is spiritual in a sense everything has got to be sorted out spiritually Mm. the the other part is um, when the kingdom of God breaks through everything is perfect Um, which is another danger because my world's not perfect then it feels like the kingdom of God is not near Um, yet that is not true either um, and I think the world that I grew up in um, helped us develop and cultivate a, a healthy spirit. Um, we're not—I'm not that great with cultivating a healthy body because, by default as my doctor says, I've got the the, the composition of an 18 year old, mm-hmm. um, but the memory hormone of a 60 year old, <laughs> that's what she says. Um, so she goes like, man, you're gonna live a long time, but remember nothing.
3: I go, that's, that's, <laughs> that's which, so great. Which I have to tell you, Pierre also said if I don't live to be 100, uh-huh. he's um, getting married again. <laughs> yeah, oh, so. I, can't, I can't live uh, alone, yeah. just so we know. So, um, uh, huh.
4: but with our soul, because of it's always spiritual, um, it is only of late the last couple of years where a lot of uh, books that actually teach you how to cultivate a healthy soul with healthy boundaries and healthy decisions. Mm-hmm. The word a differentiated person is, is something that I've learned this year where by n- default, I always see myself as the rescuer to get people out of discomfort into mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, you are actually um, It is actually coming from a place of unhealthy that you want to get everybody happy. Uh, Because not even God's job is to get us happy. His job is to mature us. And sometimes we're in journeys where maturity comes through discomfort. That's why the Bible says we have a high priest that has compassion on us because he lived the life we lived. And yet Jesus's life was filled with rejection, pain, misunderstanding. Yet he had to live it in order for the fullness of God to come into play. So for me, um, out of my environment, um, I was not introduced to soul health at a young age. Mm. And I think um, to keep your body healthy, it is um, exposing yourself to things that doesn't sound spiritual, but it's actually hard work. Eating the right things and exercise, that's how you keep your body healthy. Mm -hmm. I think there are some things that will keep the spirit healthy, but I think, we neglect to expose ourselves to healthy conversation so that our souls, boundaries, we have limits. How do we cut things away from us that is not healthy for ourselves? How do we um, cut toxic relationships away from us without feeling we have rejected people? These are all very, very important conversations because that is how you cultivate a healthy soul. What causes the soul to be unhealthy? For me, Marlise can speak a lot more of this because she is the one that is leading the way for me with podcasts and books that she's putting in front of me Mm -hmm. all the time. I think ignorance and neglect, not understanding what you don't understand Hmm. and just treating an uncultivated soul as this is who I am, not realizing it's just undeveloped. I
3: I think it's avoiding pain. I think a lot of it. A lot of our soul is just a lot. It's avoiding pain. Yeah, you don't want to accept an ending. You don't want to accept that two people can part ways in a in a in a in a healthy way, and so you fabricate these things that um, it's not the right thing. And actually, um, there's a lot of necessary, healthy things that we need to adopt in life. I think when you try and constantly scurry around, taking the hard road through things and experiencing life. Um, I think we try to avoid pain.
0: And that is what causes then the damage to I your internal self.
3: So. You, Yeah. One thing, one layer on top of another, like you, you start pretending you're something you're not, you portray something you're not, you want to uphold a certain way of life. Um, yeah. I think you avoid, I think it's the human condition is avoiding pain.
0: And avoiding it doesn't change the fact that it's still there. It's still and that's there. The,
3: you just get, you just get, you get truthfully, practically, you just get older, and mm. as you get older, you have less energy and um, to, to to keep it up. And yeah. so for me, some of the greatest gifts in my life were the moments where I couldn't hold it anymore, like if the weight was too much, and um, I just realized, oh my gosh, like I, I, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to live with looking at people feeling they've betrayed me. I want to be able to look at them and go, it's okay that we feel different. Like, I don't want to sit with all these things that are wrapped around my soul. I don't want my children to watch me um, live this phase of life with all these, just feeling so tormented. So for me, some of the greatest things have been just deciding not to carry it anymore.
2: Hmm.
4: Yeah, I think for me, uh, a lot of times... Um, Not dealing with it was backed by spiritual principles. Explain that. In other words, somebody slaps you on the left cheek, you turn the right cheek. Mm -hmm. So you would deal with the pain and never verbalize your disappointment. Um, Because the risk of verbalizing the disappointment will uh, probably be being misunderstood out of context. So you would just keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. But keeping it in has a damaging effect on the soul. And I think there are part of, again, the, the wrestle between what we believe and what Scripture says and having your feet in the dust of the earth and living in a body. Mm. Uh, Romans says, all of creation, including us as Christians, are groaning for deliverance. Yeah. He says, and while we wait for deliverance, the Holy Spirit is here to help us, because this dance is very complex,, right. but I think for me i 'm finding more in the later part of, of my life that neglecting the soul um, and not neglecting is a very tough word, but being ignorant on what are healthy things for the soul yeah. and sometimes it is okay to you 're going to be misunderstood anyway,, yeah. but when somebody asks your forgiveness to not just say, oh, it's fine, to actually say, I want you to tell me the damage that you caused to me personally. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Let me verbalize what I think the damage I caused to you. That's healthy soul conversation, yeah. rather than, oh, I forgive you with the love of Jesus. Right. <laughs> and because yes, that's good, but we still haven't unwrapped um, the soul part of what needs to be opened up. Yeah. So interesting, I mean no matter what um,
0: line of thought or faith that you have, I think for all of humanity there's there's such a chasm between your theology and your psychology, mm. your theology being what you believe, your psychology being how you behave good. and the gap between uh, especially as a follower of Christ, I know what I believe, but my psychology wars within me mm and the alignment of trying to get your psyche to align with what That's you believe great. is sometimes you're, I mean, it's the journey it's of a lifetime gap. it's that the gap. gap closing that yeah. gap
2: That's when, well
0: when you talk about um, you know you talk about neglect or more of an awareness um, for, for people listening or, or finding themselves yeah I'm not you know starting to see that I'm not I don't ever think about that how do you become more soul aware Especially, I mean, within the context of faith, I think it's tough because I, I can completely identify with what you're saying that, well, we got to just be people of faith or we got to mm-hmm. press through. We got to be strong. And I think it transcends faith to American culture of be tough, let no one see you sweat, power through, you know, don't show weakness.
3: You, you're making me think of that song now. Is what? that also playing in your mind? What? You got to be strong. <laughs> 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 That's
0: a classic, Marley. I'm least. sorry. i want to make um, you sing it. Yeah,
3: no. That was... That was just, um, I, I think the soul is so loud. I think the soul yeah. is loud. I think, have you ever tried, I mean, can we ask you a question? Yeah, sure. So have you have you ever gone on like vacation and believed that your soul is healthy um, or just assumed that your soul is healthy and within the first few days you just don't even know how to live with yourself because all the things that have occupied your mind – are removed from you. Have you ever had that feeling when you're away from life as normal?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think to to me, that's why I think one of the greatest confabulations in our society is that we're okay. A lie right. told honestly. We, I'm okay. We, I don't know that we're lying when we say it. I think we think we're being honest. You're right. In the quiet times, that it becomes, uh, it's you know, true. aware or or you see it. But I would think Genre. I think most the reason you don't notice that till you're on vacation is it's because, because you're you,
3: just yeah, you think you're okay you
0: think you really genuinely believe if someone's to say, "Are you good, I'm good, I'm good, i'm fine
3: so how do how how do you think we know our soul is hmm. unhealthy is it in um i mean to your children will for surely tell you my children will tell me, is it in those we love most is it what they what they see in us is it
0: I, th- I would think we have to we have to find a way to stop avoiding because you think about yeah. busyness that's another way we avoid. Totally, the the rhythm of life is so fast so we don't have to think about what we're going through. At some point we have to embrace what pain, em- embrace the fact that we. Are, d- I'm disappointed. I'm hurting, and that's okay. Yes. I'm yes. So I'm busyness
3: human. must have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. I look. I look at my uh, I, my 22 year old daughter who's just so beautiful and creative and. Uh, driven and works so many hours a day and and uh, so happy, and then you see when a big project is done it 's like you just see the exhaustion yeah and then after there 's something different about the exhaustion it 's like okay there 's space to actually face my heart that 's what I see in her. I think we yeah. see it in each other easier, and then I see that slow climb back out of that mm. for her, where she starts creating moments to feed her soul. We, we'll call it soul health. Like, is it painting? Is it flowers? Is it cooking? You know, we, mm-hmm. we find those avenues back to a place where we feel slightly human again and not, like, tormented. But I, I, think, I, I think I see it in even the youngest and mm-hmm. the oldest of souls, um, just that place where, yeah, you, you, yeah, busyness is a way of escaping. Mm-hmm. And you can't keep busy forever. Like... You can you can fear life getting mm. older when life becomes slower. What Are you are you sitting with your mind that is healthy? Are you processing life the right way? Mm. I know you're going to have better things to say. No, I
4: don't have better things to say. <laughs> I think I have other things to say. <laughs> <laughs> you always have. Here, here, is the, here is the challenge that I see, Nick. The foundation um, cannot move for me because mm. I know a lot of healthy lost people. Mm. They, they, they seem to have a grip on, on the beauty of life. Um, Jesus says this about his kingdom. He says, right standing in peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. That is the temperature of his kingdom. So, so for me, um, in the midst of it all, I want to build on the foundation of God's kingdom um, and always brings my soul back to a sense of peace, even in a journey of burden. A sense of joy even in strain and a right standing with God because all the time scripture says that he is foreordained for us to become like his son right and when he does that he talks about a potter with clay and the potter on clay is firm hands that shaping us so for me in the midst of soul health um, it is the complete me in the hands of a God um, from the basis of being on the foundation of his kingdom. Because the problem that I see with me, let me speak personally with me, is that when you want to bring or focus on something, I have an extreme personality. I don't go little, I go all the way. Right. And when the pendulum swings, it's so possible to focus on one side of what you want to build That you go too yeah, far to the Neglect other the other too So I love the fact that That's why Jesus says He has given us the Holy Spirit as a guide The Father will send you the Holy Spirit And I think even for those listening And not understanding uh, the, the the third person of of the Trinity And Trinity could be a word That is even misunderstood God has given us a helper
3: right. Because
4: life without a helper Is too complex. And, um I believe his work is a restorative work in us um, to build in us this very beautiful statue of his son Jesus.
0: Maybe you can help me navigate through the conversation uh talking about soul health. One of my hangups in that is i see I see more people of faith in a lot of ways that are struggling and authentically unhappy than I do people who are without faith that are happy so there's like this chasm between just because you know what you just said doesn't it doesn't swing the thing the other way I mean I've grown up in church and some of the people in church are 10 times meaner 100 times meaner than the people outside a church and yet they profess to the same line of thought or, or, or beliefs why
4: do you think that that is so let me challenge that thought I think that we who've been in church have just been exposed to church people the closest. Okay. And the people that we see on the outside, I think if we had the same exposure, we would see the same nature. Mm -hmm. Because we, as human beings, without the influence of God, are um, trapped. Right. We are nice, but we have agendas. Um, We give, but we are selfish. Um, so I would not frame my world around that statement. I think we have been exposed to human nature. Mm-hmm. We just expect that those who are, are opening their lives to the work of God would not look as human as they are looking. I right. think that is the question. So that is a that is a hard one because ultimately the Bible says the Holy Spirit produced in us the things we believe are the f- The the soft, beautiful thing that we say, that is what health looks like. Love, peace, joy, kindness, goodness. But it's the influence of the Holy Spirit in us. I think we just expect that those who sit in the pews every weekend by now should show those fruits.
3: Is there there a gap between, I mean, we've heard these terms so many times. I'm trying to think what the third word is, but being and doing. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the gap between being and doing? for me the um trying to trying to be something and portray something and work so hard for it versus uh that word surrendering just to um the identity of working working from the place like uh, even if even if you're listening and you know you just you you don't quite understand god's infinite love for you um you know there's a there's a place where we can journey and understand operating from that place of pure, pure love. His love is just pure. Um, You just don't lose. You can't lose with him. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's just a little bit of, maybe that's just a little bit of me peeking through, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a, to me, it feels like the safest, a little bit fearless when I'm, when I'm in that mindset versus believing versus just, versus just belonging. Um, Yeah. And, some of it just being, being a, being a daughter of God versus just doing, doing. I think we do often, we can get, we can get labeled in church, even though it's not our intention with doing, doing a lot.
0: Yeah. No, a hundred percent. You know, I I think that the, the thing that I try to wrap my head around a a lot and cause I think it, it, the answer will, uh, to me, the answer always lead to God. leads to God. You can't have a healthy soul without God. I mean, I 100% subscribe to that. Yet a lot of people that say that they have God would admit that in that journey they have not had a healthy soul. Yeah. That there's been parts of them, even though they have known that God is the source or the comforter, haven't always healed well in the midst of wounds or allowed him to be that. I see that sometimes maybe I, I feel like sometimes people of faith try to they know that God has given us these things so we try to be those things instead of acknowledging the fact that He is God and I am not. Yeah, I think in our society I think it, it transcends even the context of faith and in, and in, uh, in, into a narrative which is in our society which has the common thread of dehumanization Mm. we're not allowed to be human yeah we're not allowed to hurt we're not allowed to everything is about show the version of you that you want people to see so whether it be i think our whole society conditions us to that whether it be fame or social media or um, just all these kinds of you have to be strong there's these things that that position us to feel like we're not allowed to be human and i think Mm. as you take your journey then into god if you're not aware kind of i guess i guess part of what you're saying pierre um and if you don't if there's not an awareness of i think your humanity yeah. and the fact that you need as christians believing that we need a we need somebody to help us get to the place of the fruits of the spirit operating in our life um i i i wonder i guess the it kind of brings back to the question i wonder why there are so many people who know what we would you know, call truth, mm. and still live in a place where, um, if they're honest, they know what they believe, but they're not.
3: What? What? A, yeah. What whole. If, to me, they. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, call out his name, um, because he's just one of the greatest humans who ever lived, and many of us uh, celebrated his life. He was a great evangelist, um, uh, who who passed away. Uh, recently and uh, a lot of people commended there was you know the kind of the, the country came to a standstill and I just remember the taking time to truly read his life story and obviously this one part in me was just so overwhelmed and overcome by his ability to serve and to love and be there at times potentially at the cost of his own like marriage and family Um, But there was one story that made me sad. I just remember weeping when I read it and I said to Pierre, I just, I don't know how to, um, I don't know how to close that gap. Uh, It talks about his, um, you know, his family just going through absolute crisis and he could not come home to be with them because, because what he was doing was requiring of him wow. to be on the road and and he's you know his his wife actually fell broke her leg her mother passed away so you're talking about wow. like some serious life happenings and when you read his story like he's 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 the greatest he's the greatest person yeah and i don't want to say like i believe his yeah. soul was healthy too i'm not making any assumptions i'm just saying i wonder how much of um what we've strive to be or where those disconnects happen for us where um we think we can maybe be 100 percent successful in one space but live um these in uh, these these fragmented lives and to me i think the biggest thing i don't know i think it's a lifetime journey is to live integrated how do we how do we integrate all the parts of us, how do we integrate that because i don't, i don't want to be known for um you know I pastor i don't want to be known for the greatest church or the, you know the greatest worship yeah. or creative i mean I love those things um but but that's that's not life that's
4: yeah. not yeah uh, nick let me let me despiritualize it just for a second because I think no matter how well you and I preach um how preaching and believing will not get people's bodies well. Right. Is what they eat and how they exercise. Yeah. Right. So if 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 I say, Hey Nick, I know you work out. I, I wanna lose I wanna lose ten pounds and I wanna buff up. Then I ask you, what do I do? Yeah. And you go like, Oh man, it's gonna take a while. Uh, because just touching somebody's muscles doesn't give you muscles, you know? Yeah. You praying for me doesn't make me healthy. It is, it is a lifestyle of knowledge applied that brings health to my body. Right. I think a lot of our soul is developed in how we are raised. Mm-hmm.
0: And wow, I think
4: yeah. that there is a lack of knowledge to start with on what a healthy soul is so that you will raise healthy souls. Mm. Um, so if you, culture I come from, boys don't cry. Yeah. Um, so if a boy cannot cry, it, it creates a th- something. Yeah. If you raise your kids with boys don't cry, it creates something. Hmm. So I think there is a part of knowledge that's missing around the soul that is not as spiritual as we think. Right. Um, and once, and I can only encourage people to read healthy uh, books on, on, on um, writers that speaks about healthy soul within the context for us of a Christian foundation. Because when you read it, you go like, wow, I should have known about this. How to have an honest conversation where we disagree, but we, we don't hate each other. Yeah. There, there needs to be no winner in this. There's no one right in this. Yeah. Um, how do I express my feelings without feel, feeling that you're gonna disapprove of me, that my value lies in your approval? All those things are very, very, very big things. And my dad always says this. When somebody gets saved, God saves their spirit. It doesn't make up for their upbringing. Mm. They will still create a world like where they come from. So I think for me, the body, the soul, and the spirit are integrated, yet... All of them carry a different knowledge base right. that influence how those areas are integrated and
0: developed. Because in essence, the things that you struggle with in your soul today are a consequence from what was undealt with yesterday, mm. right? True. I mean, the the journey.
4: That's very true.
0: The pains along along the way. How can we be better as a society? I mean, we talk about reading, but I mean, what what are practical ways? I would. I mean, I would probably say conversation is one. I mean, pr- being. I, I guess I was talking to somebody else about this recently, too, about I think we got to be better at being in each other's business in the right way. So good. You know, I think we want to be in each other's business in various <laughs> that we shouldn't. And then other areas that we should when we ask somebody how they're doing and they say good, we think, oh, well, I asked them, they said they were good instead of you guys are both good at this, at taking a second and say, no, how are you? How are you really doing? And giving permission Perfect. to people to be human.
4: Yeah, I think you said something, and, and I I am a chronic read or write things down when it sounds really smart. <laughs> then I will preach it like it's mine. <laughs> I think you said something very, very potent. Um, it is impossible to hate a person whose story you know. Yeah. I think we have a problem that we think we can fix people. Mm. We want to change people. We want to align people. We want to get them right. Yeah. I think if we have a compassion to understand we are all on a journey and listening to someone's story is the greatest gift because sometimes in telling our story we align ourselves with that story and marlise is so great at this she is a gifted listener she can sit around the kitchen table with our children and i have checked out a long time ago (laughs) i'm i've I wanted to fix the problem. Yeah. It's my nature. I'm a guardian and I fix things. And for her to sit and it's two, three hours and I could see when I come back, the temperatures change. She's given no advice but explored the journey. Yeah, And I think for us to give the gift of listening to people yeah. and not think that what we possess is the pure recipe for being right, yeah. Right um, and surrendering to the complexity of life, but thank God for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think for me that's a starting point for me personally. Yeah, It's listening without wanting to give back an answer. Right.
3: Okay, I, I I've got to give you one. Good. I'm gonna teach you another Zulu word. Okay. Um, can you say "sawubona"?
0: Sawubona.
3: Say it like a Zulu warrior. Oh. Sawubona. Sawubona. Do you know what that means? I love what that means. What does it mean? It means I see you. Hmm. Isn't that beautiful? I love I love that. I love that. Um Isn't I that apply- like the Avatar movie? Oh my gosh! I isn't haven't watched that, it. Is that you what you haven't do? seen? Avatar, is that the, the first blue, one, the blue people. Blue people? She, she fell asleep, isn't oh, it? I I'm see so you sorry. or something like that. Yeah. They but but, do but, say but that? I want
4: you to complete that side of the story. But this this no, part. No, wait, wait, I wait, talk wait, to I I let you am like, giving you the Kanye right now. Wait. I'm gonna let you finish. It's Avatar. But wait. Let me pause. Let me just say something. Yes,
3: I did see. What exactly?
4: Salbona simply means this: that when I see you. I see your soul. No. I see your dreams. I see your story. And until I saw born you, I bring you into existence. Mm-hmm. You are unknown and unseen until existence. And Marlies is so good at that.
3: Well, I guess they they stole that idea from me, or did they steal it well, from
0: South Africa? They probably probably both. <laughs> it's funny because uh, you know, especially in, within the context of faith and religion, and being people who lead it in the I don't know the world of faith. Change is, change is a big thing that we're, you know, preaching to people in a lot of ways. Your life can be better if you change. Mm-hmm. In order for change to happen, there has to be, I mean, you see it, it even in the context of faith in Christ, that it was always, move with compassion mm-hmm. on people. And that was the platform for the change. Mm-hmm. You have to have compassion, but in order for there to be compassion, I think there has to be conversation, mm-hmm. which is the ICU moment. Mm-hmm. We have to... Be willing to tear down those walls to give us. I, I, you know, I think a lot of it's about a starting point. You know, because mm. you talk about you're big on the finished product of you know <laughs> God wants to renew you and He has power <laughs> available to you and you don't have to stay the same. But I do see a lot of people that are like yes, 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 but they don't take the time to say, but here's where I'm at, and this is what me and my dad talk a lot, about a lot because it's like this whole conversation of people need to know, like they fundamentally need to know. That it's okay to not be okay mm. but it's not okay to stay there mm. and i think that that's the thing we have to have the conversation of where you at and you need to know that it's okay for you to be where you're at that you're hurting and then you're broken and you've been abused and you don't know which way is up but don't stay in that position okay. and helping people move that's really to me soul care or soul patrol that you're that you're looking at the condition of i'm not good but I'm not gonna stay not good. That's just my starting point so that I can get to the ultimate place that I I wanna be.
3: That is good. I like that a lot. I do like that.
0: You talk about Pierre in that process, again, going back to the statement that you made about uh, managing pain is not the same as healing from the wound or whatever. How do you, how once you establish where you're at, you know, we obviously know the spiritual side or the God side, but what are some of the, the steps to actually dealing with your journey?
4: Yeah, for, I think for everybody, it's probably um, different. Uh, for me, I think one of the biggest disciplines that I think um, it was introduced early in my life um, because it's been life-saving is reflection and journaling. Right. Now, for me, I don't write a lot. And if you read my journals... Um, I have like four or five people living inside of me. I've got like these, <laughs> these hand, these handwriting and you go like, who wrote this? I wrote this yesterday. Um, uh, but, but <laughs> I think, I think the reflection and the working it out. Um, mm,
0: Cause that's the main part, right? You're working it out. Oh
4: yeah. You're working it out because the question for me, sometimes I've, and you know, ministry, I've gone through seasons where it's two years into it. And I say to God, I've, I've forgiven. It's not working. I'm still feeling these feelings. Yeah. And and I think it is so pertinent because I don't think God always gives quick answers. That's because true. in the midst of working it out is where the wrestle that leads you to the moment where God speaks to you about you and the complexity of what you have gone through because there's no universal pain. Yeah we all experience it uniquely to the way that God wired us. So I can say, Marlise can maybe share with you what is her journey, but mine is definitely uh, silence and reflection. Um, To be in a very small confined space with very little light, otherwise I count everything and I'm distracted. Mm -hmm. Just to be there in silence and to say, God, let me see me through your eyes. Mm -hmm. And here is where I'm struggling. Not feeling that I have got to impress God with my courage, right. so that He goes like, "Man, you're so courageous." Yeah, that's why I love you. To actually go like, "I believe, help my struggle." Yeah, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. I'm not getting over this. I'm falling into this. It's a cycle. Yeah, um, and know there is a loving Father that is at work in me, mm. and He's already seen me at my worst in the future, and He's active in my present. Right, that yeah. is me.
3: I think for me, um. I think we all are our own worst enemies I am my my thought life is what has hit me in my lifetime my thoughts can spiral from a place of health to a place of uh, I can vouch for this <laughs> to extreme um, just torment like I um, I don't even know how I get there so quick and so for me, I, I really had to understand what happens between that stimulus and the response of when you hear something or when you are thinking things and you respond to it. And so for me, some of my journey has really been how to how to cancel some of the negative thinking. Because contrary contrary to um what is popular, I I'm less concerned with what what I don't say this pompously, but I'm I don't normally struggle with how people view me or how I am um accepted or not accepted. I really struggle with my own thoughts. Mm. And uh for me that is taking, <laughs> kindred spirits, Oh, least. <laughs> you see. I knew that. Um and for me it has always been how can I how can I make that gap bigger huh. where I where I start and I spiral and it's been I would say at least eight years now that I've really been on this journey to discover how I, I can lengthen it. Maybe I can't fully solve it because it's not meant to be. It's part of my journey. It's part of what, of what keeps me human. It's part of what keeps me um, prayerful and mindful of other people. But I would say what, what used to kind of wipe me off the planet mm. for a couple of months And when I say wipe out, it's like I go into dark places in my mind. Um, Now is uh, just so much quicker. Uh, So I I think that gap between, and the the Bible actually talks about it. I think it's in Philippians 4. It talks about um, we can overcome these temptations that are common to us. The temptations to actually want to think certain things about yourself you actually have the power to overcome them. If you can just delay that time between hearing it and, and acting on it. Yeah. And so for me, uh, that has been a big thing is understanding. I'm a little bit of a science geek and mm-hmm. so love reading about neuroscience and how amazing our brains have been made. Yeah. And so when you, when you start to understand that you can really replace that negative self talk, mm. um, with God's word that brings life. Mm-hmm. Um it has been a game changer for me.
4: Nick, let, let me let me maybe help people by being very vulnerable. So as part of uh, desiring to continue to grow healthy because I think uh, the people we lead can never outgrow our willingness to face ourselves. Mm-hmm. So and it's not like I'm messed up. Right. But you just wrestle certain things and go like, I need help, right? Yeah. So I decided I'm going to go get help. I've never gone. To, I've never had counseling in my entire yeah. life. I think once we had a, a online counseling, it was so funny. Um, but anyway, um, I've never been to go see somebody. Yeah. So I go on to a psychologist today <laughs> in my city, uh-huh. and now I'm going to pick somebody, uh-huh. right? I go like, how am I going to pick somebody? I decide... I'm going to look for kind eyes. So, <laughs> that's the- how you decided to do <laughs> yeah. So, I look at the pictures, like, oh, yeah, no, no kind eyes. Uh-huh. No, not kind eyes. Uh-huh. No. This person has got kind eyes. Uh-huh. I'm going to go to this person. So, I make an appointment. <laughs> so, now I sit in the waiting room, and every time the door opened, I'm petrified. Yeah. I'm so scared at somebody I know yeah. that sees I'm sitting in a room of somebody that's going to help me work with my soul. Yeah. And, and my hands are sweating. Yeah. I feel like I'm, they're gonna think I'm a dope dealer. You know what I mean? Right. I'm so out of place and so, what is so funny, I walk into this room and, and I go to this person, I so which chair do I sit in? They go like, that chair. Mm-hmm. I go like, okay, I think I know how this is gonna go down. I'm gonna talk and you're gonna dissect me and uh-huh. this person started talking for 45 minutes about emotional acupuncture. And I go like, is this how this goes down? Uh, Emotional. uh, Shouldn't I be doing the (laughs) talk? And they say, okay, I'm going to show you where to do all your meridian lines. And you're just going to pull 17 times. I go like, oh, my Lord. The person says, this is why you came, right? I go like, no. I just picked you because you have kind (laughs) eyes on your picture. She's not really good at what she does. I'm sure she is. I I didn't go back. But the reason why I'm telling you the story is because of the discomfort that I felt culturally that when we go to the doctor, it's okay. When we go to spiritual help, it's okay. But we are not okay yet to go like, my soul needs somebody that's qualified that can speak into it and give me tools and guidance to help me build off me. And I think that is the reason why I'm sharing that story because I believe it is knowledge that is applied and given to us that we can develop our whole being we have to in
0: my opinion as a society find a way to remove the stigma that Mm. comes with getting help for your soul I agree I mean there's no separating soul health from some of the great tragedies of our generation whether dealing with things like depression and suicide rates and things like that that are just skyrocketing and you And there's there's a correlation, you know, at the same time, we want everybody, you know, talk about, you know, what you're going through and know that we're here from you. Yet we have this double standard stigma that if you really go for help, well, then we see you through the lens of what we know about you or, you know, who you've been to talk to. And we're going to have to find a way to remove some of that stigma to know
4: that that that's important. I you know. cannot agree with you more. I think that the toughest thing that we are facing is that society is getting more complex. Um, there was uh, a person that I uh, met at Eastern University that's doing his doctorate on the effect of celebrity pastor mm. in our modern times. Wow. So he is not um, for it or against it, but he's, he wants to write his doctorate on what it, the cost to the human soul. Uh, to be in the limelight all the time with large expectation, and I mm-hmm. think social media and expectation yep. and the world um, has an impact on the soul, so I think the soul conversation is a very pertinent yeah. conversation to be had
0: especially and the, especially to people with influence or you know in a yeah. world where you're graded or rated based upon how many followers you have on social media, people of power, business owners. Yes people in in those different spaces i think it's even that much more important for them to know that it's okay and really really important yes that you pay attention to the condition of the real you and if that means oh, making sure. an appointment with yeah. someone who understands how your soul and your mind and how you how you work physiologically by all means you got to do it you have that to be, be willing to set aside we say we don't care what people think but you really have to set aside that and put your Self-first, because your business, your family, your, all yeah. those things are dependent upon it. You made a statement, I think, this morning. You were talking about the more you have, the more independent you become. Yeah. And I think that that is part of the poison, you know, the, what, the more you have. So whatever that is, whether it be money, whether it be relation, friends, whether it be a platform, whether it be followers on social yeah. media, it what, something that actually includes you into more people's lives, it isolates you.
3: Yeah, it's so true. As it
0: pertains to your own.
3: Right. I I love I love what you say because I I think um, uh, those places of influence. If we can truly be vulnerable, we have the uh, we have the ability to just share from a place of being vulnerable. Yeah. I can say as a mother, um, all mothers think their kids are amazing. I really do think mine are amazing. If they're listening to this podcast, yeah. and I can share this because my son has shared this. But uh, there's a lot of things I'm really proud about my kids for achieving mm-hmm. in their lives. But my son is 20 Um he's an incredible leader like his dad he's a high achiever um, very influential uh, just seems to gather very quickly and uh is an is an original thought he, like he has original thought he's just incredible and these many things that i've applauded him for all these years but i think the proudest mother mommy moment for me if i can say it that way was about six months ago when he got up on the stage in front of thousands of people and shared vulnerably how he was struggling with anxiety yeah. and depression. In our context, that was a big deal. Right. And, um, and I just, you know, sitting here today and being able to even hear you say that, I go, oh man, if, if you do, if you are a, you are a business owner, yeah. if you have a large voice, if you have influence... Um, not saying go and find things to be vulnerable about but there's always something in our lives that we can share that is going to help
0: right yeah, 100% yeah there's there's something in our world that makes it sexy to fight for others and selfish to fight for yourself yeah yeah it's very true and and you know at some point we're going to have to know that i don't know i think sometimes we 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 uh we look at things and what we're fighting for for other people and we allow it to be called things like justice and mm-hmm. all these, you know, big flashy words that make us feel like we're making a difference. But it's that whole conversation of what good is it for a man to gain the whole world okay. and to lose his soul, That's so you good. know, wow. to be willing to to fight for yourself.
3: It Seems like you got there early in your life.
4: I don't know about that. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just applauding you and Nick mm-hmm. from for having this conversation, mm-hmm. um, because this conversation is, is a, I think it's a conversation that needs to echo very, very loud, yeah. because again, as you said, the, the permission, to go, um, and acknowledge that I'm, I'm not feeling well in my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the permission to say my my spirit feels disconnected from God. We we have permissions there, but the permission to say my soul is not well. Yeah. My internal world is misaligned and I do not know how to fix this. I believe God's desire is that, that there is a restorative process in all areas of our lives. And it's not leaping to perfection, it's moving into just the restorative, and I know I use that word, but yeah. God desires, like parents, that it's well with us,
0: right.
4: well in every area of our lives, and well is not perfection, it's right. growing in strength. Right. And I think that is the beautiful, so that's why yeah. I applaud you, man, I applaud you, this Thank is a you. courageous conversation.
0: It's you know, it's funny you say he wants us to live well and be well, because that's, that's a terminology I've been thinking about a lot, about living, living well. Uh, my grandfather just passed away this last week, and one of the things that I admired so much about him is he was a man that, when I look at his life, it's just like, man, you lived well. Wow. Mm. And I think so many people, we're we're alive, we're living, we're powering through, we're manning up, we're you know, we're showing the world what we got and proving you know all the things that we could accomplish and all the dreams that look what I did. But did you live well? Wow. You know, did you enjoy every moment, or did you only? Like your 15 minutes of fame, you know, and it's like, uh, I want to be determined to live, to live well. And I think that, you know, challenge, a challenge, a great challenge to our society is that centered around that conversation. You know, when you look at your life, are you, are you happy with it? And if not, then you can change it. Mm. You know,
3: I love that you had that example. Yeah. I love that you had that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Would you think that would affect how you even raise your two boys and your girl?
0: I think so. I think I think it does. I think it. Um, there's something about um, death that puts life into perspective. It's very true. And it just reminds you what it's all about. And I think it, it's so easy to get caught up in so many different distractions, you it's know, very true. in life, and to forget that. Okay, hold on. Can you just think about how incredible of a gift it is that you have air in your lungs wow. and that you got a chance to wake up today. And you're worried about what? You know, That's you're so overwhelmed with what? You're frustrated with what? You're distracted by what? Like, you know, like does it really matter? That's like you're here true. today yeah. and somebody
4: else is not. What a gift. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know. I heard something that um, somebody write he says a death takes a long time. Yeah. And we wait on death and all we have is the reflection of our lives. Mm. And a lot of people, when they reflect, all they have is regret, because the older you come, the more uh, what is not of worth just filters through, fluffs through, and I think to be mindful of our, the frailty and the shortness of life, and as you said, the question is, are you living well? And are you reproducing that health? Because the fruit of that is seen at those around you, really, so that, your growing can help their um not having to to have same struggles yet struggles is part of us growing yeah right but i think more than anything um the latter years of our lives um my desire is not to be angry and resentful of what i should have been but if we are not awakened to reflect of where we are and what is really going on yeah. we will not know it until it's too late right. so for for me one of the biggest things, especially in the church uh, expression that we are in silence is not often practiced mm. um and if you look at the old church fathers uh, they practice silence an awful lot because they got say mostly god is a whispering god and mm. if we know god is a whispering god how do we want people to hear him if all we do is create noise yeah yeah um, so I think for me personally the reflection and and just say God open my eyes that I see me through your eyes because otherwise I will see myself through the blind spots yeah my own existence but that's why I come back from my perspective the Holy Spirit is a very active helper right. that wants to help us in the wholeness of our being
0: I think too I mean seeing that Living well doesn't mean living perfect. You know. And when you when you look at that journey, I mean I think about again my grandfather. I never once thought about did he live perfect, you know. Wow. But he li- how did he It's not like did you make all the right decisions, but how did you keep going past those oh, decisions my gosh, that you made? That's you know, it's not that you never experienced hardship or never had a failure or never lost your job or your money or had a, you know, a
4: fallen out with someone you're in a relationship with. But how did you handle that? So, Nick, let me ask you this. Give me the five things. If you reflect on your grandpa, you go like, man, those are the things that I would say, wow, 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 wow. Five. Um,
0: one would be his stability. He had stability and ability to be okay when things were not. So that would be number one. Laughter. He knew how to laugh even when things were not okay. Faithful. He was faithful to his family, uh, to his wife and to his kids. Never gave up on on those. He was um, diligent. When I look at his life, he was extremely consistent. Didn't allow emotion or tiredness or things like that. To um, to sway him from those things, and then the last one would just have to be um his priorities, and that that shows itself most when it comes to his faith. Mm-hmm. He was a man who was strong and would uh he was <laughs> one of the toughest guys you'd ever see, and <laughs> but when you get in church, and the music would start playing, just tears would start rolling down his oh. face, and it's. To me, it's priority. He he knew what mattered most. And in the midst, I think that that's what made him stable and had the ability to laugh when things weren't okay and made him faithful and diligent was that he had his priorities in order. That's five things off the cuff. That's not There's bad. I hadn't even thought of those. But see, so. That's
4: so powerful. <laughs> that is that reflection that I think that is so important yeah. that we ask those questions wow. because those five things... I will now draw close to my heart because mm-hmm. his bank account, his success, his yeah. fame, yeah. his Instagram followers, right. none of those came into those five Didn't things. Make list. So on that reflection I think is the value of reflection. Yeah. It's good.
0: And part of that I mean it kind of comes full circle, doesn't it? I mean that's part of maintaining a healthy soul. Hmm. Time to to sit and think about what you don't think about. And I think a lot of it, that's mm-hmm. the purpose of this podcast, is to get people to say, okay, I know you're busy, I know you got a lot going on, I know you have dreams and things you want to accomplish, and it's go, 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 but time out, like, can we t- have a conversation and think about maybe things that we don't really think about? Mm. So good. Because if we'll take time to do that, maybe we'll, uh, we'll get a little further along. I made a statement this last weekend at our church, or a couple weekends ago, and I was talking about how... It's uh, flashy in our society. Heroism is something that we all just cling to, and we'll say things like, uh, you know, we take a bullet for them or this person or that person, and we'll look at people, and I'll take a bullet for you, I'll take a bullet for you. And we take a bullet for strangers in our society because it's heroic to do. Mm. And I was talking about how it's easy to say we'll take a bullet, but it's hard to say we'll take a minute. Uh, for conversation oh and maybe wow. if we would take more minutes maybe we'd see less bullets it's this whole Whoa. thing of uh, being willing to slow down and i know that instead of making everything big and dramatic and when when they need i'm gonna come through for them oh. you know in their time of desperation but what about now you know what about what about in this moment because oh. the things that you're going to deal with tomorrow are a result of how you're dealing with today and i mm. i just think that pace of reflection conversation being willing to say i know i'm i'm busy but i'm going to slow down to talk more and to listen more and to uh, go through this journey of life rather than just living so good
3: i know i'm better just even for this conversation you better one is just better. yeah 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 there's a space that opened
0: don't you think too there's something that the way that we're created that just through conversation it just brings health to your soul it does like it doesn't even matter like what you, you just start having conversation and then just
3: it, and, and you actually,
0: start feeling more you actually
3: if I was going to say you feel you yeah. actually feel physically yeah there's a, there's a feeling of and I think it reminds us that we were made yeah. for it to, to be together yeah. yeah and to to have conversations so well done for doing this um for opening your table and your space, thank you for all of us, of all walks of life, Nick.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for being here today. We could talk for hours, but oh we'll, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Love you, man. Love you too.
3: So good.